Sunbird Sound Off live on 790 ESPN with Eric Bentley begins now. Welcome everybody here to the Sunbird Sound Off Live first episode of February and we've got a jam-packed episode coming up here for you where it's not a full players only episode it's going to be a players only half hour as we've got Jolene Corona Megan Sherrod and Bree Hurt in studio we're going to talk some Fresno Pacific women's basketball. And then in the second half hour, we've got Oscar Hirschkorn. He's going to call in. We're going to talk some Fresno Pacific baseball. I haven't talked baseball yet on the podcast so far. So I'm excited to, to talk about that. But uh, before we get to uh, women's basketball, obviously, they're in the middle of their season. we got to give a couple of shout-outs to some other Fresno Pacific teams that uh, we've been familiar with here on the Sunbird Sound Off Live. We'll start off with uh, swimming and diving. They got an impressive performance on Senior Day as they were taking on Cal State East Bay and the Masters, and they will be headed to um, the PCSC Conference Championships coming up. But talking about their Senior Day performance, 18 swimmers from the men's and the women's swim and dive team combined for first or second place finishes and like I said next up the conference championships so best of luck to them and then we talked uh last week with uh about uh, track and field as they were getting their season started this past weekend and boy they had a, a nice start to the season Brian Banuelos with a school record in the 3,000 meter, 14 seconds better than his personal best and actually beat the Fresno Pacific record that was held by Jim Hartig all the way back in 1976 by five seconds. So impressive there. And then also PacWest Cross Country Newcomer of the Year, Xavier Smith, making his presence felt on the track in track and field. He ran a 14-minute, 35-second in the 5K. That's third all-time at Fresno Pacific. And then we talked with Coach Winter uh, about uh, Danae Manabog, and he said that she's someone that he was excited to see. She finished last week with the 400-meter, 56 seconds flat. Next up, coming up for the track and field team, they're going to be on the road on February 12th at Westmont for their next meet. And then one final thing, we again, we, we haven't talked tennis either on Sunbird Sound Off Live here, but tennis, both the men's and the women's team, they swept William Jessup in their first action uh, of their season. So props to them. Men's will be hosting Reedley College coming up on Friday at the at uh, Fresno Pacific women's tennis will be on the road at Azusa Pacific on Saturday so that's just a little something to get you kind of caught up on what's been going on throughout Fresno Pacific Athletics. Again, we've got Jolene Corona, Megan Sherritt, Bree Hurt here. We're going to talk some women's basketball coming up next, and it should be fun, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Sunbirds Sound Off Live. Hello, I'm Joe Haydock, license number 02013076. My wife, Cynthia, and I own and operate Haydock Real Estate. Hi, I'm Cynthia Haydock, license number 01358518. Haydock Real Estate protects your interests by handling your transaction with competence and kindness. We invite you to call us at 559-392-5283 to learn how our thoughtful approach can help you sell or buy your next home. Call Haydock Real Estate today at 559-392-5283. Thank you. 
Sunbird Sound Off live on 790 ESPN. Welcome back here, everybody, to the Sunbird Sound Off Live. It's time to talk some women's basketball. We've got Jolene Corona, Megan Sherritt, Bree Hurt in studio. They've been waiting patiently for the last, I'd say, I don't know, maybe 30 or so minutes since they got here. Uh, so I appreciate that. And as always, I, I like to kind of talk to the, the, the student athletes that come in before we go on the air and Megan, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with you. Um, you said that you can hear myself and Christian talking during free throws, and that's something that we're we're kind of self conscious when we're out there. Christian calls it the bird's nest, where where, where we call the games from. Um, <laughs> so can you guys actually hear us from up there? Yeah, definitely. Especially at the moment with no fans, we definitely hear you guys chit chat sometimes. We, we hear you guys say nice things about us, so that's <laughs> always nice going to the free throw line. But, yeah, it's, sometimes it's nice, though. It takes your mind off shooting the free throw a little bit, so <laughs> less pressure. So I mean, I always try not to do the whole announcer's jinx thing, you know. There's that whole – I always try try not to do that. Um, but, but also, kind of to go on that point, it, it's fun for us because without fans, we can hear Coach Beauregard in, in the huddle. And if there's any sort of secret when you guys go to the bench as to what plays getting drawn up, uh, that's pretty much out the window because I can hear him clear as day talking about what you guys, you know, what you guys want to do. What's it like having Coach Beauregard as such a vocal leader, and how much does that kind of help your guys' team? It's so important uh, just to be able to communicate, and he also allows us to communicate a lot with each other. Um, being vocal with each other on the court is something that we really like focus on. Um, so coach being able to wear his emotions on his sleeves while he uh, coaches us is really important because we feel like we can do the same. And yeah, definitely it's nice having a loud coach because then you can't have an excuse of not knowing the plays. So <laughs> that's always good. So there's no secrecy in that aspect. But no, I really appreciate it. All right, so obviously we've got the three of you here. Each one of you is sitting in front of her microphone. So I'm just going to kind of throw this question up for whichever one of you wants to answer it. And if anybody else wants to chime in, uh, you guys can go ahead and go for it. Um, but what has this year been like? Obviously, there's been a lot of ups and downs as far as the you know postponements of games and not being able to play when you're scheduled. And now you're trying to make up some games. How have you guys kind of been able to keep things composed as a team whichever one of you guys wants to go for it okay. you guys okay first of all you guys are acting shy you need to stop acting shy it's okay like i said we're just hanging out it's gonna be okay but but how have you guys kind of been able to bond over the adversity um i guess i'll take this one yeah. uh, it's we've been going through it together and that's what the most important thing is is we've had a group of people who experienced last year and as we know what last year was, was last year but also the freshmen coming in they didn't have the high school experience that a lot of people had as their senior year. So we're all, as coach likes to say, pretty resilient when it comes to things like that. Uh, we make sure we have fun, even on those days when we have a COVID shutdown and stuff like that. We send each other texts, we send each other memes. Um, we always just checking up on each other. And I think that's what's kept us really close during like the past two years. So. 
And obviously, uh, your guys' uh, last time out against Dominican, a little bit shorthanded. You had eight player, only eight players that were able to dress. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of transition to you here, Jolene. Uh, coming off a career-high 27 points in that game, you're smiling a little bit. How nice is it, and what kind of role do you feel like you've carved out with this team to kind of say, hey, you know what, we're without Felicia, we're without Rachel, we're without Bree. You know, I'm going to go out there and drop 27. Um, I just had the mentality of, like, the next man up. So I just saw the opportunity and I took advantage of it. And I had to do, like, the best I can. Obviously, missing half most of our team. It was it was difficult, but we had the mindset. If we just go in with the game plan, everything will come out good. And I think we played great with the eight, and we followed the game plan. So, okay, that that's a very modest answer <laughs> from you. And, of course, and, uh, we've got both uh, laughing as well. That seems like a very modest answer. Was there a little bit extra, you know, kind of behind you, you know, at the tip-off saying, hey, you know what, it's up to me to step up. That seemed like a modest answer. Maybe get a little bit more in-depth here. Did you feel like you needed to kind of take over the scoring in that game? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did. I was like, I have to fill in for Fel and Rachel. Like, they're great point guards of what they do and just watching them and being able to, like, get coached by them like during practice i was just like okay i know what to do i know the game plan so i'm gonna just go off and just be myself and that's what i did that night so what do they do obviously uh we're talking about uh, rachel berry pretty much is the one that, that i'll bring up she even though she she might have a walking boot on she's always standing up on the bench i there have been multiple times where i've never seen her sit down mm-hmm. What what does that kind of leadership bring from someone who's not in the game but still supporting you guys when you're out there on the floor? I think it's great be, uh, to have people encouraging. Uh, she does a great job just being there no matter her circumstance. Like She's still giving 110% whether she's playing or not. And it, it's nice to see that she just like doesn't care about if she's playing or not, because she's still giving it 100 no matter what. All right, so, Bree, we'll bring it over to you now. I've talked with Coach Beauregard a couple of times about uh, recruiting, and obviously the recruiting process can be, you know, a a little bit crazy. But obviously you're a local product. What made you want to come here to Fresno Pacific and, and, you know, kind of stay home? Well, for me, I always love having my family there and be able to watch me and to be able to – give back and have all the coaches that have uh, local coaches obviously that have coached me over the years be able to come watch me and bring their girls to come watch me I I really enjoy that and even you know I knew coach for a couple years before he ended up recruiting me so that was cool to be able to play for him and our assistant coaches as well and even some of the other girls are local so it's cool to have known people for years and still be around those people that have supported me up until this point. And so is that kind of something you you take pride in, you know, staying close to home and, and you know, maybe trying to get other people who are, you know, close to home, you know, back yeah, to yeah. Fresno Pacific? Yeah, definitely. Every time, like even when Coach is recruiting, he'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm going on a recruiting trip. I'm like, oh, well, who are you recruiting? Because, like, there's still people, like, I played with or played against that he might be going to look at. And then people will be coming on visits. I'm like, oh, yeah, I actually played with so-and-so. And, like, it's cool to see that and even to have – like I said, people come watch us that I know, like 
I might not even be that close to them, but some people that just like heard of me, like in the valley, like shoot me a text, be like, "Hey, good job today!" Like it's it's really cool. So, so Bree, how have you kind of carved out your role in this Fresno Pacific scheme? You know, whether it be offensively or defensively, because you're a name that you know. When Christian and I are calling the broadcast, we we call your name quite a bit. How have you been able to kind of carve out your role in your time here so far? Um, I think for me right now, I'm not so much role oriented as far as like what I want to do is unless it's like playing my hardest. Like right now, my goal is just to go out there and give it everything I have. I want to get all the rebounds I have, play the hardest defense I can and just take what I want and give coach everything I have. So it's pretty much my game plan every night. All right, so uh, Megan, we'll bring it uh, back over to you here. Um, yeah, obviously, you've been at Fresno Pacific for for quite some time. Um, how have you really taken to to that leadership role to kind of help, you know, not not only the newcomers, but you know, just kind of develop your role as a leader of this team? I think I came into the leadership role from a freshman year. I maybe not basketball wise, but always bringing energy. Um, my, since my freshman year, I was really loud on the court, so it made it easier from when I was a freshman sophomore, not playing much, to my uh, junior and senior, like really stepping up, starting a couple games, like having that energy always and not wavering in that. It made my, my younger teammates trust me because I didn't just switch up really quickly. I've always been this high energy uh, encourager, and I think that's the leadership role that I'm trying to kind of go into now and then take some people under my wing with like nice encouragement like coach will get on you but hey like if you just do this like you'll be cool like don't worry about it and taking the pressure off that type of stuff so so you kind of diffuse the situation you come in and and that's really cool um so talk a little bit about uh, some of the newcomers maybe you know some of the names that we might not mention on the broadcast you know who don't see a lot of minutes what have you seen um from them we'll start with you and then we can kind of go down the line uh with everybody else to get your guys' thoughts um but what have you thought about this you know this upcoming freshman class and what's uh, in store for in the future for fresno pacific women's basketball well uh- I want to speak of the true, true freshmen. So people like Olivia, Jenna, and Julie. Um, uh, Jada. There's a lot of J's. There's, like, <laughs> there's a lot of J's. Jada, uh, Jaden, Jenna, Olivia, Julie. Yeah, yeah. there you go. The J's. <laughs> there it is. Um, this is a really exciting class. Um, I want to give a big shout out to Olivia. Uh, she stepped up in our game of our Elite Eight, and she played a lot of minutes. And she really showed like her potential, so I was really proud of her this game. All right, so obviously, Megan, like I said, you've been here for a while, but uh, the two of you, uh, what 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 do you guys have to say about uh, the uh, the younger group of uh, players? Well, I actually I played against four of them, all of them outside of Julie. So I've known a couple of them. I had my fair share of battles with Jenna back in high school. So I think. For me, she kind of stands out because I've been getting to play against her and play with her and, you know, continue, like, going at each other, like, in practice and stuff. And, like, even in the Dominican game, like, the uh, the great eight or whatever you guys yeah. call it, I don't know. <laughs> but, like, seeing her really, like, come into herself and, and really play her game, it was, like, flashbacks back to high school. Like, seeing her play her game was cool, so I would say that. All right, Jolene, what about you? Um, I think Julie just brings a bunch of energy just uh, – all the time on defense you see her she's moving all around the court and 
Jada and Jaden, they're just great girls to have on the sideline. Like during the game, I remember Jada patting me on the back, whispering me like, good job, good job, Joe. And Jaden, she's just always telling me like, keep shooting. And just like those little words of encouragement from them just like means a lot, especially playing that game against Dominican. You're tired, you don't wanna hear anything, but just hearing <laughs> them talk, just like your teammates tell you it's okay and keep going, it's just, it's great. Like they're a group, a great group of girls to have. All right. So obviously, Coach Beauregard, he always loves the relentless pursuit of excellence. That's that's the big thing. How do you guys, as players, go about that? Not just in the game, but in practice as well. Is that something that Coach? I mean, obviously, I know Coach Beauregard. He's going to say that, you know, quite a few times. But is that something that you need him to kind of, you know, build you guys up? Or is that something that you guys kind of take under your own, you know, accord and say, hey, we're going to push ourselves to be better? I think there's definitely we push ourselves and we push each other a lot. Uh, Coach actually gets – we're a group of girls who really get along really well, and that's quite rare for a women's basketball team. There's not much friction. But coach gets so excited when there's a little chippiness in practice because we're really challenging each other. And he's always shouting, yeah, I love the (laughs) friction. Like, because we like to challenge each other. We're all really competitive and we pursue excellence in ways of being able to call each other out um, and holding yourself accountable as well as each other. And it's really important just not for the coaches to do because coaches can't see everything. They don't see anything. They can't do anything. But we see a lot more than they do. So being able to hold each other accountable and being able to take it is how like we pursue excellence. And so how difficult was it? Again, like I was saying earlier, you know, you guys have had multiple games that were postponed or canceled. How was it difficult for you guys to kind of keep up that intensity in practice when you didn't necessarily know if you were going to be playing a game two days, three days, two weeks from now? You know, was it difficult to keep that up? Or did you guys kind of internally have that fire going just say, hey, we're going to get better every day? I think we have that internal fire. We've been having really good stretches of games. That big win against Concordia really showed the kind of style of play that we can play. And it gets us really excited. When we're playing against each other, we're excited. And even though games get canceled, we're all used to it now. Like, big deal, game got canceled, we'll play next week. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not the end of the world for us anymore. We know we can get in the court and be better and get, get in the gym more. Like, we know we need to challenge ourselves to be better in all areas. And obviously, you know, we could talk about the postponed games or the canceled games all you want. But at a certain point, sometimes those games do get made up. And you guys have, you know, gone back and scheduled a couple more games to add on. I believe you've got like 10 or 11 games coming up in February this month, uh, starting on Thursday against Point Loma. How excited are you guys to kind of, you know, after the up and down start to this you know, season as far as the scheduling goes. Uh, are you guys excited to, you know, hopefully maybe y- it might be a grind, but uh, are you guys ready to play, you know, a lot of games and try and get some momentum? Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be a grind for us. We have like a, a couple key players just coming back from COVID and like getting injuries and like getting back in the groove of it. And I think we're all just really excited to get ready and get back to playing with each other and playing how we know how to play. So it's going to be a grind and we're going to have to do the hard work, but I think we're all ready for it. So speaking of hard work, um, you've got Point Loma and Biola coming 
to town Thursday and Saturday, respectively. Those will be right here on 790 ESPN, also Team One Sports app. Search FPU Athletics. Um, are you guys excited for the challenge of facing two really quality PacWest Conference teams? We are so excited, especially to play uh, Biola again and Point Loma for the first time. Uh, Point Loma, we haven't seen them for two years, so I feel like there's only three or four of us who have played Biola, uh, Point Loma. Uh, but I, uh, So we're focusing on that game right now, but I know a lot of us are definitely thinking about that Saturday game against Biola. That we want to see them on our home court, and we're really excited for that. I mean, I, I'm excited too. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm excited for both the games, but, uh, but you know, I'm definitely excited. Um, so um, I'll kind of leave this up to whoever wants to answer it. Um, but, um, how have you guys kind of been able to find like some joy or, or some relief in, you know, th- these hectic times where you're getting games postponed, getting games canceled, you know, you know, you come out, you, you play hard, you, you know, take a tough loss or something like that. How have you guys kind of been able to, you know, refocus and recenter and kind of just say, Hey, you know what? We're still playing ball. Yeah, we just have that mentality, like, at the end of the day, we just need to have fun and we have each other. I think us being so close and we can go to each other just makes this so much easier. And, um, yeah, I think having each other is just great to have. And I think us liking each other, it's just, it makes this experience not so bad. Oh, okay. And, and so the last one before I let you guys go, um, I've got to poke fun at coach a, a little bit here. And I did a little bit earlier. So coach, I apologize. Hopefully you don't get too mad at me. But but like you said, he, he's very loud. He's very, you know, boisterous uh, in, in the huddle or, you know, on the bench. Um, was there a little bit of a learning curve to kind of deal with that? Or was that something that you guys were used to? Uh, you, you know, a coach who really is loud and, and cares about you guys. I think the caring thing is definitely new for me, for sure. Like, I know all my coaches have cared about me, but I've never met particularly a man that, like, cares so much about my well-being and my mental health and my game on the court and everything. Like, he just cares about us in, like, every sense of the word. Like, he just wants to make sure we're okay and everything. Like, he really, really does care about us, like, off the court, like, as human beings. So I, I really appreciate that side of him, for sure. All right, well, you guys have two more games here at home in this homestand coming off of a tough loss against Dominican. Obviously, you guys were shorthanded, but now you got Point Loma and Biola coming up on Thursday and Saturday, respectively. Jolene, Megan, Bree, thank you all for your time. It's been a pleasure. Hopefully, it won't be the last time. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and then we are going to have Oscar Hirschkorn head coach of the men's baseball team for Fresno Pacific on the phone. They get their season started coming up this weekend. So we'll get a little bit of a baseball preview coming up next on the Sunbird Sound Off Live. At Alpha Graphics Fresno, the success of your business is your biggest priority and ours as well. Alpha Graphics Fresno is a locally owned creative company offering custom print, design, signs, and marketing solutions. Almost anything that's awesome. We truly care about product quality, customer satisfaction, and establishing long long-term partnerships with our clients. Visit us at 3950 North Chestnut Diagonal, Suite 107, or give us a call today at 559-476-2900. Connect with Alpha Graphics and be awesome. Back the Birds on 790 ESPN. 
Welcome back, everybody, here to the Sunbird Sound Off Live. You just heard from Jolene Corona, Megan Sherrod, and Bree Hurt of Fresno Pacific Women's Basketball. And now for the first time here, since the inception of the Sunbird Sound Off Live, we're going to talk some baseball. And I might be a little bit biased, but baseball is kind of my favorite sport to call as far as a play-by-play broadcaster goes. So I'm really excited about this. We've got Coach Oscar Hirschkorn here to talk. And Coach, I heard, um, I was told, I guess I should say, that uh, you guys are in the middle of practice right now. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, yeah, towards the tail end, but that's all right. <laughs> well, we appreciate your time, uh, obviously, tuning in. Uh, uh, how's everybody looking out there? Are you guys excited to get the season underway? Yeah, very, very excited. Um, I, I like this team a lot, and um, we've got some really talented, I think, um, returners back and mixed in with a, uh, a really talented, good group of new guys. And I think it's been a, it's been a good mix, and, and it's been a real joy to go to work every day with these guys so i'm excited to get out there on the field and you know see what that looks like in competition all right so you said that uh, obviously there's a mix of returners and and some new players obviously i've been broadcasting baseball games at fresno pacific for a couple of years now uh, so let's talk about some of those returners uh you got garrett cooper matt mcgrady jared aguilar uh andrew lackey trent green uh just to name a few uh, what does that veteran experience provide uh, for your team as you guys get ready to start this 2022 season? I think I think a lot. I mean, um, you know, anytime you have veterans, so guys that have, you know, not just, um, you know, at the school and kind of understand the uh, the way the classes work, or you know, then the transition into practice, and then you know the inner workings of the university, but but also um, a four-game series and and what that looks like because that's that's a challenge in and of itself. And and I was talking to somebody um, within the last week about this. There's outside of um, us, I'm not, I'm not sure at the D2 level, uh, maybe the NAI level, you don't see a lot of the four-game series. The D1s they're going to do a four-game week, but they're single games: Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, our four game series is either a double header Friday, Saturday, or, um, what we're doing this weekend, which is a single tomorrow, double header Friday, single Saturday. But anyways, the point is it's a lot of baseball jammed up into, uh, either 48 or 72 hours. And that, um, is something where the, the veterans can kind of be an example for how that stuff goes. And, and as well as, you know, just, just, uh, our opposition and, how we do practice and our expectations. So, so yeah, those veterans, um, they've been, we've been through a lot of wars together. So that's definitely an advantage for us. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny coach. It's the first time that you've been here with me on the sunbird sound off live. And, uh, you took the next question, you know, right, right out of my queue here. Um, I was going to ask, how do you guys approach those double headers or, and those four games in, in a three day stretch? Um, is that something that you guys kind of have to, uh, practice for and prepare for, or is it just kind of like a, once the ball's put in play, we're going to go out there and uh, play some baseball. You know, it's interesting. It's, it's, you can only do so much in terms of, of practicing for it because, you know, the NC2A rules and, and the four hour limit per on, on the day. So, um, but, but on a, on a double header day, it's, you know, eight, 10 hours out there. Um, so 
the first thing to do to prepare for it is all the way back in the recruiting process, you've got to recruit kids that like baseball. And I know that that might sound comical in a way <laughs> and maybe obvious, but, but you'd be surprised. You know, there's a, guy, there's a lot of guys out there that like the idea of baseball and all that comes with it. But you really have to love baseball to, to, to do this. And the only way to be successful at, you know, at the, the schedule that I was just talking about, that we're talking about here, uh, the only way to be successful is if you truly like being out there baseball field playing baseball for that long during a day and then when it's over you can't wait for tomorrow to happen so you can go do it again so it, it, it starts with a group of guys that like that and then then if you have that it makes it easy um and and your body will get used to anything so uh, all right and so uh obviously you talked about recruiting guys that like baseball uh let's talk a little bit um about the newcomers um, on this team, kind of the same question that I asked about, um, you know, the returners and what they bring to the team. What are you excited to see um, out of some of these newcomers? And can you give uh, any of the listeners a, a name or two maybe to uh, pay attention to throughout the course of this season? Yeah, actually, I mean, we're going to be relying on quite a bit of new guys. I mean, like I said, a mix. But, I mean, some, some guys that and, – and you hate doing this as a coach because you know you're going to leave guys out. Yeah. And, no, I'm, and, I'm not. I'm not trying but, to make you throw but, uh, anybody under the bus. I promise. Well, oh no, no. It's more. I'm going to omit somebody that is going to be um, important to us. But some of the names off the top of my head are Andrew Valdez and Dante Valdez, who both played, starred last year at, at COS in Visalia. Kyle Willman, um, who transferred. He he's a he's a catcher. He he's from um, Ridgeview High School down in Bakersfield. He he's coming to us as a grad transfer. Um, shoot, Khalid Johnson, um, he's from Contra Costa, JC, and, uh, he's an outfielder. Um, uh, Ben Young, Jungbluth, he's also a, a Contra Costa transfer and he is a catcher and, um, shoot, golly, I'm going to, I'm going to forget. Some. Oh, Cole Yoshida is a great freshman, um, player for us. Um, he's a, he's a shortstop, very, very talented player. He's from El Diamante high school. Um, yeah, yeah, I uh, uh, the names are escaping me now, but there's even more guys that that are going to have a big role uh, for us that are that are newer players. But um, but those are just just to name a few um, some of the reasons that we're excited about this year. So how have um, your veterans and your returners? How have they uh, you know taken to the to the new guys? You know, maybe a transfer, maybe a freshman. Um, how have they kind of taken to them and, you know, tried to show them, you know, the lay of the land and, and kind of how things go uh, at Fresno Pacific? Have you uh, what have you seen uh, from your veterans there? Oh, it's been seamless. I mean, you know, when you when when you are around a bunch of guys, whether you're new or or a returner, um, when, when you intermix a bunch of guys that like that love baseball and um, they're hard where they have hard uh, the, the work ethic, sorry, and high character. Um, when and, and and both those groups, the returners and the new guys, are that. When you when you mix that together, it's just a seamless transition. So there was there was, it just within a practice or two, it looked like those guys have been playing together for a few years. So um, there were there were no issues in, in terms of that, and and I didn't expect any. That we just have just a bunch of high character guys. So. Uh, I would have been disappointed if there was an issue, but you know, like I said, when you have a bunch of guys that like getting after it, um, 
um, I, I think it's a really easy thing for, for somebody to, to see that, hey, we can do special things together when it's like this. All right, so let's talk about your guys' schedule a little bit. Obviously, last season, it was a little different. You only saw Academy of Art Azusa Pacific, Holy Names, um, and Point Loma and Concordia, so you didn't necessarily see the full slate of games that you're accustomed to seeing. But this season, you guys are starting right off the bat with some really quality opponents. You've got Western Oregon, who's receiving votes, coming to Fresno here, coming up uh, tomorrow first game on yep. Thursday, and then you've got Chico State uh, coming in the following weekend. They're ranked tw- uh, 25th, uh, and so is that something that you got you kind of plan for right out of the gate? Just say, hey, you know what? We're going to face some quality opponents and see what we can put out there on the field. Yeah, absolutely, and, and um, you know, I, I, uh, the, way, the way the system works, it's, it's, um, it's kind of a version of what the, uh, happens in division one. You know, they have the RPI thing. They don't call it that at division two, but it's essentially the same thing. If you schedule tough, um, and have success, you, you have a very strong chance or maybe a for sure chance of getting into a regional, which is the goal. And if you can get into a regional, you know, anything can happen there. You win the regional, you're, you're, you know, most likely in the world series. So, that's kind of how we look at it um, is it's, you, you have to make the most of the strength of schedule. And we've got a good relationship with uh, Western Oregon and Chico and Sonoma state. So we've kind of um, had those guys on the schedule quite often over the last several years. And, and yeah, we need to be ready to play because they're, they're all great programs. And, 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 but, but yeah, I did it on purpose. I thought we were going to be good and, <laughs> and this gives us a chance to get in. All right, like you mentioned, Western Oregon, Chico State, Sonoma State, all on the uh, schedule. But let's talk a little bit about conference play because he scheduled a, a tough non-conference slate. But um, you, you've also been quoted saying that obviously the Pac West is a very tough conference to compete in in and of itself. Um, so, so how do those non-conference games get you ready for the tough schedule that is competing in the Pac West? Well, I think I think it's the you, you know. We, we play teams like we, we do in, in the non-conference. You, you get used to a high level of competition, which so you end up playing um, the same way at the same level. It takes the same kind of execution to win um, all, all through your schedule if you schedule consistently like that. And, and, our, and our conference is going to be tough again. It always is. So you go back since around the time um, – we came into division two. Um, the pack West is, is getting a minimum of two teams into the regional. Um, oftentimes it's been three out of the six teams. So, um, I think that speaks to the level and shoot, you know, baseball is, is always tough out, out West and in this Western region. Um, so, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You'd have to, you'd have to really search, out, um, some, some, uh, cream puff schedule. So, we embrace it and, and like to play the same level and same kind of baseball year long. Anyway. All right. So this is a question again, like I, this is the first time you've been on the show. This is a question I like to ask a lot of the other coaches that come on. Um, 
How difficult is it to manage that Hawaii road trip? I'm looking here at your guys' schedule, and you've got, um, obviously, four games at Hilo at the beginning of March, and then you're at Hawaii Pacific as well. How difficult is it to manage that week on the island when you're playing so many games, but also at the same time you're away from home and you kind of want to give the guys maybe a little bit of a vacation? How do you as a coach kind of manage that? Um, the Hawaii trip is always a very tough trip, um, because you, you, you're going to paradise for sure. But, um, but at the same time, you, you know, we're constantly reminding the guys, this is a business trip and, and it would sure be nice to take this trip as, as a, as a, as a vacation, but it's not, it, it's simply a business trip. And so we have to work backwards from there and then they'll get a little bit of time, but you know, uh, typically that trip for us. So you're right. There's two teams over there in our conference, but they're on separate islands. So we have Hawaii Pacific. Um, So when we play them, we're staying in Honolulu. Um, And we have uh, Hawaii Hilo where we're staying in in Hilo on on, um, a different island. So so normally you have a travel day into that trip and you're playing eight games in eight days. So – this year, uh, even more of a challenge, we have a travel day on each each side, or, you know, sandwiching the trip, and we've got eight games in seven days. So it's even more condensed, and, and it's going to be, um, you know, sounds like it always is. And Hawaii Hilo has been pretty tough these last few years, and Hawaii Pacific um, has a new coach, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, but, but you're always – you know, it's always a challenge on the road, even more so in Hawaii and um, for all kinds of reasons. And, and you know what, though, that that trip um, has a way of making or breaking a season. Yeah. So our, uh, our guys are trustworthy and get after it. Then 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 that trip can really put us in a good position. And, and the opposite can be true as well. And so you talk about that trip potentially being able to put you in a good position after that you're at home for seven or eight games in a row. What's it like playing there at uh, FPU diamond and what kind of brings that home atmosphere? Do you guys, uh, or what do you enjoy? I should say uh, as a coach and as you know, maybe your players, what do you guys enjoy about playing at FPU diamond? Uh, it's always great. Um, I, I would think any, any home venue, but I mean, for us, it's, for me, it's special because I've been here from the beginning. So um, um, the first two years of the program, we didn't have this field. And so when you're in that, a situation like that and you finally get an on-campus field, you cherish it. So um, just just from day one of this Fresno Pacific baseball field, the, the appreciation um, just, just to have it has, has, has been there. And then uh, we take a lot of pride in our playing surface. So our field, the field itself is, is beautiful. I mean, I'm uh, not trying to throw anybody else <laughs> under the buses. There's a lot of great fields um, in our area, but I, I would challenge anybody to find a better playing surface than ours. And, and we put a lot of effort and time and pride in that. And so that gives the kids, uh, the players, something to be proud of as well. And, and, you know, when we're rolling, it, it, it tends to be a good atmosphere. We get support. We get a lot of support. Our, our, our roster is always um, pretty local um, this year, no exception. So we get a lot of friends and family and students from, um, you know, the campus. And then, like I said, um, the more success you find, the, the bigger you find those crowds. So, um, you know, 
that the plan is to have big crowds this year. Is that something you uh, pride yourself on as a coach, is kind of recruiting local and keeping Valley guys in the Valley and coming home to play for Fresno Pacific? Uh, very much so, yeah. And, and you can go through the rosters um, over all those years. We've been um, we've been predominantly local from Bakersfield to Stockton, and 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 usually even a little bit closer to uh, uh, the Fresno area, even than that. But um, that's where we've concentrated um, our recruiting efforts. Now we'll take talent from anywhere. Don't get me wrong, um, and we always will. But um, if you're for a variety of reasons, um, if we're, we're focusing local, we, we, uh, we feel that, and I've always felt that, that we'll find more success that way. And, and, you know, we're blessed with, um, an area, the central Valley who, that loves baseball. And this is a, uh, has a very rich tradition in baseball, this area and, and has for decades upon decades. So, um, yeah, when when uh, all the way back to when I was fortunate enough to get this job, I I, I knew I knew uh, kind of the gold mine of talent around here. So um, yeah, that's where our efforts have been. All right. Well, the Sunbirds get their season started off coming up tomorrow, 6 p.m. versus Western Oregon. First game of a four-game series as they will take on West the Western Oregon Wolves. Coach, thank you for your time. Hopefully it won't be the last time that we talk to you here this season. Yeah, I hope so, too. I'd love to talk with you again, and thank you for having me on. All right, sounds good. Oscar Hirschkorn of Fresno Pacific Baseball. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back and wrap things up coming up on the Sunbird Sound Off Live. If you belong to a Mennonite brethren, Mennonite, Brethren in Christ, or other Anabaptist church, and are looking for home or auto insurance, look no further than Mennonite Insurance. We insure our members' homes, churches, and our commitment is to provide you with competitively priced, superior insurance products with the highest quality service. Instant, no-obligation homeowner's estimate is available to you in 15 seconds at MennoniteInsurance.com. The Birds on 790 ESPN. Welcome back here to the Sunbird Sound Off Live. We are just about done, but before we go, I've got to mention the 27th annual Sunbird Golf Classic is coming up later in the spring, and you want to make sure that you register to that. And how you do that, you go to fpuathletics.com backslash golf. It'll take you right there, and I hope to see you there. I teed it up last year at the Sunbird uh, Golf Classic. I did have a, a solo birdie pat myself on the back. I did have a solo birdie on a par three. But, no, seriously, it's a great time. You get to interact uh, with a bunch of supporters, you know, coaches come out. Uh, it's a great time. So the 27th annual Sunbird Golf Class up com- coming up this spring, fpuathletics.com backslash golf. And that'll get you all where you need to be. And then uh, talking about the immediate future here for Fresno Pacific. Again, like I was saying, a huge, huge stretch coming up these next couple of days. Point Loma and Biola are coming into town, both women's and men's basketball, 5 p.m. and 7.30 p.m. respectively. Those will all be right here on 790 ESPN, also on the Team One Sports app. That'll have the 790 ESPN feed, so you get the best of both worlds, however you want to tune in. 
in, you can tune in, but we just want you there. We want you to tune in. Point Loma, Biola, coming to the Special Events Center. Make sure that you don't miss it. It's going to be a really, really fun stretch of games for the Sunbirds to close out their homestand. Once again, a big thanks to Jolene Corona, Megan Sherrod, and Bree Hurt of Fresno Pacific Women's Basketball, and Oscar Hirschkorn, the coach of Fresno Pacific Baseball, for joining us here this afternoon. We'll see you same time, same place next week, Wednesday, 5 p.m. This has been the Sunbirds Sound Off Live.